Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. everyone and welcome back to the Art Witch podcast. I'm your host Zanetta and thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed that last episode, episode 33 with Sophie Strand. Wow, wow, wow. I just love that conversation and I felt really, really grateful to hear what Sophie is up to, how she conceptualizes her work and uh, her journey and so much of that has just been still really, really ringing through my being. Today's episode is a little different from that episode. If you're a new listener, today's episode is actually a creativity tarot reading. So we're going to be doing a reading for the lunar cycle from May 30th on the new moon in Gemini all the way through June 27th, just before the new moon in Cancer on June 28th. These readings are one of my favorite things that we do here on the podcast, and I'll be getting into them in a moment and how they work and some suggestions for how to work with these readings and weave them into your practice. For now, I have just a couple of announcements. The first one I want to share is thank you so much to our latest podcast supporters. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Catherine, thank you, Albert. Thanks for everyone supporting the podcast, whether that's you donated or you left a review or you became a member of the podcast Patreon community. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so, so much. The other announcement I have, I mentioned in the last episode, was that there is a psychic tour that me and Eliza Swan are doing on June 22nd, that's a Wednesday, in person. So we're going to be going to the Brooklyn Botanical Garden, we're going to be practicing plant communication strategies and doing different sonic exchange and offerings with plants and land. And Eliza and I are going to be kind of co-leading that. So it's going to be really, really fun. It's donation based, but you do have to sign up ahead of time if you'd like to participate because space is limited. So I will leave the link to that in the description down below, but it's going to be a really beautiful community collaborative process of strolling through the gardens listening and exchanging song with plants and having moments to really, really widen our awareness and perceptions of those relationships that we have with the beings that we're always in connection with. So I hope you'll be able to join us. That's June 22nd on Wednesday. 
And last but not least, I am opening up creative liberation readings for those who are interested. These are going to be for June and I'll be opening them up this week. So if you would like to get notified about when those are available and you really feel like you need a personal reading on your art, your career, your path, your artistic experiments and explorations, then please go ahead and see the link down below. Join the early bird list and you will get first notification when those open up. So without further ado, let's hop into the reading. Today's reading is, let's say it's big. (laughs) It's a big one. This year already has had its own intelligence about how it's wanted to be divided up. I want to say that there was a a very obvious segment in the first six months of the year where things were maybe more introspective, they were more reflective, they were more internal uh, focused. And now, no coincidence, we're about to get into the summer solstice, we're about to get into, you know, that that really big shift here in the Northeast of spring into summer where life is blooming and booming so to speak and when that shift happens you know you really really feel it it's not something that is in the mind it's not just something we think about it's like it requires our full engagement of senses our full participation our full being And that fullness, whatever that looks like for each one of us, is a collective call out into the world. It's like, yes, I'm here. I'm alive. And this is what it looks like for me to be alive. I'm celebrating all of us in that way. I know it's been a really, really heavy time all over the world. And in all sorts of ways has it been so tough. And... We are full. We are full. We are whole. We are here. We are living and moving and dancing and singing and drumming and taking that externalized call that the world echoes back and forth among all beings. And we're really, really getting that call now. So let me give you a little bit of the lowdown as to how these readings unfold. I do the same basic tarot spread for every reading. It's called the door, the lock, and the key. The door is essentially the invitation for this lunar cycle around our creative expansion and our deepening of our creativity in whatever way that might speak to you. The second card is the lock. This is essentially what challenge or what disruption may occur during this cycle that we should be aware of, that we can sit with, that we can be with. And then the third card or third position is the key. (laughs) It takes many, many forms. Sometimes I think the key is an idea that unlocks the invitation of the first card. Sometimes I think the key is that thing that you do that just is the next step. So the key is really, really interesting. And I I really, really love that position in this spread. 
And over the years, because <laughs> now we're starting to get into years, I started this podcast in 2020. Over the years now, <laughs> I've seen how some of these cards come back and some of these cards give a gentle nod back to other readings and different things. And it's really, really fun to see how they all kind of intertwine in their own ways. Tarot is a language and if you're not familiar with it, that's cool. Please listen to your own intuition. This language makes a lot of sense to me and often I feel like is just a really, really great way to express some very subtle or very hard things to articulate. Like when I say the Pope or the Hierophant, I mean X, Y, and Z, and it can really bring a lot of richness and depth to how um, an energy is expressed. And these are energies that we are putting our fingers on and taking a pulse on. They're the energies of the moment. They're the energies that we are in relationship with. And they're the energies that we're going to create and collaborate with. So I invite you to be playful, to be curious, to be sensuous, to explore what it personally means to have a language around these cards, what it personally means to be in connection with the chariot or any other cards, you know, it's relationship building ultimately. So let's get into the reading with all of that, that we've kind of given context and, and started laying the foundation for what's coming through. This reading starts on the new moon in Gemini. When I think of Gemini, I think of the mental realm. I think of the ways that we communicate and the ways that ideas are pollinated and move and circulate and the beauty of things. I want to say uh, having their own intelligence, having their own agency, that ideas in and of themselves have a certain sentience. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but things are moving and ideas are moving and they're being shared. And that can be a lot and it can be so, so inspiring. Then we move through the full moon, which is June 14th. And that full moon is in Sagittarius. So talk about some really, really interesting arcs of pollination, of cross-pollination, of ideas and things moving just even further and traveling. And then we come back through the waning phases and we end up at the new moon in Cancer on June 28th. So that's to just give you a little bit of the spiralic dance that we're going to be interfacing with this cycle. And let's get into the invitation for this particular cycle around our creativity. We have the page of pentacles and the page of pentacles is at an intersection with the seven of cups in reverse. The seven of cups has been a theme, I think, for many of us where there are many directions we can be pulled. The heart has many callings and stirrings. And to know the true vibration of something, to know the full truth and the weight of something in your being is an entirely different phenomenon from just feeling ripples and feeling vibrations. 
Um, Many of us who are here in this community are sensitive souls, feeling souls, souls that feel so much and feel the field. To feel the field means that underneath the words, underneath the situations, underneath all that is going on that can be seen and known in a very, very sensical way, <laughs> in a way that is logical, that in a way that we can consciously understand and organize, there is a lot underneath that that can be felt. And your exploration this lunar cycle, your invitation to explore and get curious is where this is a truth for you and where this is you feeling something that is moving through the collective space. What is moving through the space that you are sensing and what is something that you are actually knowing as a truth of your being at this time? The Page of Pentacles is kind of giving us kind of a gateway to the body, right? And the body being this space where truths are articulated. When we're really still, when we're really able to notice and observe and get specific, we can kind of take the time to really notice, okay, yeah, this is my time to engage this is not my time to engage. This is my thing that I want to work on. That is a thing that's passing through. I think the seven of cups in reverse is showing us a superpower that we have that many of us have available. And that is sensitivity. That's a superpower of sensitivity. Your beating heart, your amazing heart portal can receive so much. It can receive endlessly. And we have to know what's for us and what isn't. And that discernment, I think, really comes with the body. It comes through the body wisdom. It starts in this beautiful, loving space of saying everything that I experience in my senses is wisdom. (laughs) Everything that comes through is an opportunity to learn and to understand what's actually going on here. What's going on for me as a being unto myself, as one who has sacred sovereignty? What is going on? And to feel and to note and to observe as one that is open to what wants to be shared. Because I think one of the hardest things about that stuff kind of coming through and getting information through the body, there's not a lot of space. It's happening to us as it's happening. And sometimes that is really, really uncomfortable. So we have to develop sometimes a relationship with observation, a relationship with that curiosity and that getting comfortable with taking the pulse on where we're at. Now, obviously, this isn't a super new concept, right? Like, there are many meditations built off this many practitioners, countless practitioners always come back to this stuff. But I think it's interesting that the page of pentacles comes up with the seven of cups in reverse. 
I think the Page of Pentacles is fascinated, is curious. They're not necessarily interested in the whole picture and how this all pans out. They're not necessarily interested in the greater meaning of everything that comes through, but more to be a lover and to be an observer of what is going on. (laughs) And we have this seven of cups in reverse. And I just think a lot about sevens as a spiritually inclined space and vibration. Sevens having a lot of solo energy and sovereignty to them, an articulation of like wholeness that kind of comes through. And what does it look like when maybe we are able to kind of come into our bodies and interface with the inherent wisdom that comes with being a body at this time and in this place and in this space? And I think about our artistic practices. Many of us are creating the exact same medicine that we need. And often it's from the curiosity of our own journeys, our own healing, our own questions about self. And I think that there's even a a feeling of selfishness that can kind of come through sometimes with these pages where, wow, to kind of like spend all that time in your own experience, spend that time inhabiting your being and your space so fully, (laughs) it's a little confusing for the reflective exchange that happens as we create art, as we share art, as we are often doing this in a lot of service. So I want to think a little bit about what service looks like in this lunar cycle. I think that's a big theme. What is the service you're offering? Is it actually that you're doing something that makes someone feel better or helps them or heals them or, you know, opens their minds or whatever. Or maybe it's actually that you are sharing something so authentically or being so authentically that there is a sort of healing that happens from people interfacing with that. I can't tell you what that is for you. I can feel in to the listeners and to what our community brings. And I can feel how many people have a deep, deep love and care for the world. And yet, how does loving oneself and being in oneself bring so much to the world? Is that not enough to be like your full puzzle piece? And that puzzle piece just becomes a part of this collective experience? I don't know. But it's something worth contemplating this lunar cycle. The ideas around individual collective participation and how we truly affect change in this world, I think, are being re-examined in this lunar cycle. Not from a place of the mind, but actually from a place of the body care of self as care for others, knowing and being in oneself as an offering, as a sacred offering to others. Now, the challenge that's going to come through in this lunar cycle, and uh, it's a big one, is the chariot in reverse. Golly, 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 golly. Didn't we go down this path before? (laughs) 
on one hand, you may be facing a really, really deep urge to move, to get your shit going. (laughs) You may feel an incredible amount of energy behind you that is like almost nudging you forward. You're in control of these reins. And I don't want to like get into the wildness of horse and human relationships because that has its own fraught history. But you're holding the reins of your own energetic cart here. You're the one who gets to decide now's the time to move. And you can decide that based off of the wisdom inherent in your body. The chariot brings a lot of previous ideas of maybe what it looked like to do your work. Maybe what it looked like to move and mobilize. Maybe what it looked like to be flowing. I think of the chariot and I definitely think of flowing. I think of its connection to cancer. I think of its connection to travel. I think of the connection of our ideas moving outside of us. The energy of our ideas and our projects moving outside of us and into the world and having their own journeys. But you're going to have to take a really, really good look in this lunar cycle at where you're sensing those impetuses coming from. Where are those nudges coming from? Where are those nudges coming from? Take some time. Take some stillness. Take a place of rest. When in doubt, rest more. When in doubt, spend more time being in the experience of being. Because you can do many things. You have probably done many things. But that's not what's coming through here. There's a deepening. There's a shift around what it means to be in your way of offering devotional practices. If art is a devotional practice of being in one's experience so clearly, so consistently, devoting oneself to a truth that comes with this life and this experience, and then letting that energy move through you in the ways that you creatively can work with those energies, And then letting them flow out of you. I think knowing oneself is probably pretty, pretty paramount to what it means to offer and devote. What it means to make your sacred art. So we get into the last position here. And this is essentially the key. You know, what is helping us step into this invitation of the body, of body knowing, of embodied truths, of really, really focusing our energy on what it is that uniquely we want to create, what it is that uniquely wants to come through us. And in some ways, having the page of pentacles there is less about focusing on what we're going to create and more about focusing on existing and on being. Because from that place, what 
is going to transpire, what's going to come out of us, what art is going to be made is going to shift. And I think that's the knowledge that spirit is trying to show us here with these next two cards in the last position. We have the three of cups and the hierophant. What you're here to channel and the special magic that you share is shifting. It's evolving. It's going through an upgrade of sorts. Or let's say instead of upgrade in that top heavy kind of ideology, why don't we say it's going through a deepening? You are a channel. What you create, you are channeling. But you are not here to channel everything. You're not here to channel everyone's stuff. And you're not here to be for everyone. So there's some really, really just basic stuff there around recognizing that that full moon in Sagittarius, that almost focusing of the fire of that energetic fire and the spirit fire that comes through you, it's not going to be a bunch of random things that get lobbed out into the world. (laughs) And I'm not saying your work's been random, but we are getting an invitation here to get clearer and it's sustainable. You know, Sagittarius to me reminds me of long journeys, long travel, What does it take to bring a work out into the world and really, really have that catch fire, really inspire others, really be able to be shared and to have longevity? It has to be sustainable. And that sustainability starts with us in our bodies. It will never start anywhere else. It will always start in the body. And so we create from the body's truths. We take that truth and it becomes something that is generative expression, an artwork, a project, a piece, an idea made into form. And how does that get carried forward? It can't be by carrying everything else. It can't be through the seven of cups in reverse. You're going to have to let some stuff go on some level in order to be available for the unique stuff that must come through you. Must is a strong word, but I'm going to go there with it because I think we can handle that right now. I think it's become more and more apparent that there's a lot of stuff that has been distracting. I think the Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse that came through last lunar cycle was like, clear it away, clear the distraction away. If we're really serious about being available to what wants to come through us, it does take commitment. It's a devotional practice, a consistent devotional practice of being in one's self. Who are you? How are you? What does it mean to be you? What does it mean to live as you? I don't think it's a coincidence that this message comes through during Pride Month. I don't think it's a coincidence that the individual and the understanding of like the potency of one person just being themselves is a spark for so many others that creates movements, that creates viable shifts in our society. So care is not negotiable. 
care is, is not that thing we do on the tail end of having done a bunch of stuff. No. Care is how we connect to our truth. Care is, is the beginning and is the middle and the end. It's always happening and that's part of a channeling process. <laughs> In fact, my favorite psychics, my favorite readers, my favorite channelers are the folks who have developed a practice of being so themselves in the face of so much which tries to erase that inherent worthiness of just being your damn self. Those are my generally favorite psychics and people who are doing spiritual work. They are often very just who they are. (laughs) And that's a freaking practice. I think the last two cards that we get here with the three of cups and the hierophant, the hierophant signals to me a devotional practice. I love that it's connected to Venus. I love that it's connected to Taurus. I love that that stable earth element is there and that beauty, love, art, these are not extracurriculars. These are not extraneous. These are essential these are sustaining, these are life-giving, and they are truths. To be fully in oneself, to express oneself, oh, that is not an option. It's not an option. So we've got a lot of energy rolling through in our throat chakra this lunar cycle. If you want to really, really kind of start to explore and experiment with this, I would like to invite you into truth telling. I don't mean in the sense of like sharing all your deepest secrets constantly. I mean more like examine moments where you might be actually not saying what your actual embodied truth is telling you. Maybe it's a moment where you say, sure, I can do that, but you're actually really hungry (laughs) and you really can't do that. Try to line those up. See if you can get some time to see where you're not speaking according to your actual embodied truth, where you're maybe not taking the action that lines up with your existence. We can't always do this because truthfully, we live in the society where it is intentionally designed to keep us from our bodies and our being and our inherent worthiness and truth. But we can say, you know what, I'm going to take some space here. I'm just going to look at this for myself and see where it is that I'm saying one thing, even though I need another thing. So this is like some throat chakra work we're getting into. Other ways that you can experiment with this is sounding, toning, singing. Literally let your voice vibrate at the frequency that feels good for you. So make a tone that feels good for your body and let yourself sing that tone, you know, in long notes so that You're just getting a chance to feel what it feels like to be resonant. (laughs) What does it feel like to experience resonance? 
not dissonance. And if you do choose a tone that is dissonant and maybe feels crunchier, notice that and feel into that for a while. These are all explorations. They're all meant to be playful and experimental. I also love to get in touch with other senses. I think that having this hierophant here is an invitation to really, really get sensuous in many ways. Close your eyes, run your hands through your closet and feel the fabrics of your closet and your clothes and feel what feels good to you texturally, temperature, thickness, weight, all of that jazz, and then wear that and feel into what that is for you. Many ways of letting the body guide us, right? We can be fully in a meal, fully in the experience of ingesting one item, you know, whether that's a drink or food or something, to be in that like a song from start to finish feel the beginning the middle and the end feel the recapitulation feel like when there's a refrain or that you're getting a climactic experience from that what is happening in you because that is just a treasure trove of inspiration this is how we are sensing the world and receiving energy as much as we're able to be connected to that and to stay connected to that, it says a lot about what we're able to then create or channel. <laughs> this body relationship. And the page is really asking us not to get too worried about what this will mean for our creative practices in general or for the future. And I know that some of that future forward energy is going to come through with the chariot it's it's going to be hard to ignore like well what is this going towards what does this mean what path am I on see if you can still hold the reins on the cart see if you can still let this be a moment where it's okay not to jump in and like have to know it all and have to know why you did it all. Let it be an experiment. Because something's getting cleared. Something's being clarified. The way that you channel and create is just, it's so special to who you are. To who you are. Like, you existing. Your creation is so special to who you are and your existence there's something there. It needs time and space to be held. And it's okay that that might not happen immediately. It's okay if the timeline doesn't fit into what you've got going on right now or what you have planned. It's okay. Build it in the way that you can. Put it into your life as you can. Make this invitation true to where you were at and trust that right trust really really big big word for this cycle trust every message from the patriarchy insists that we must put our trust 
into someone else, something else. Someone's got more answers than we do, always. But what if answers are surfacing as we become aware of the relationships and the way that we are interconnected? That being so in our being and letting ourselves sense and feel all that we feel is the way that answers come to us, is the way that we're constantly being taught, that we're constantly receiving information, and that other beings are sharing wisdom to us. Just straight up through our bodies and our senses. It's something to think about as we are rounding on the summer solstice here in the northern hemisphere. And I think it also works for the southern hemisphere too, because there's also a clearing, there's a releasing in the winter solstice. The solstices stand for this idea of standing still, of being so fully in a moment, not into the future, not into the past, but right here, right here, right now. What are you picking up? And I love, love, love the seven of cups in reverse coming through because it's acknowledging in our sensitivity, in our ability to sense energy from all sorts of directions that is kind of helping us clarify, wait, what is something that is of my essence, of my soul, of my truth? And what is something that is just circulating through? That's just moving through me. Not all things are meant to be articulated by you. Not all things will be channeled into creations by you. Really, really starting to get into that, this lunar cycle. Boundaries will be really helpful too. And this, another word to offer in this reading. Boundaries. There's such a thing as awareness and being aware of how things impact you and proceeding accordingly. And then creating or erecting boundaries that honor the truth of how you experience and receive energy and how it impacts you. If you know that you're getting a lot of energy and picking up a lot in the collective transmissions, consider creating some boundaries to give yourself clarity. Give yourself some breathing room. Ways that I like to engage with boundaries is I obviously like to do a lot of meditation. I talk about that a lot, but I also like to use my voice. And I love that idea with the Hierophant who's really connected to the third chakra and then three of cups, community. How can we use our voices to articulate our boundaries as well? In the immediate, if you're needing more space, can you say thank you, but actually that's not for me right now, or, you know, I'm going in a different direction. (laughs) Can you say no and thank you, or no, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, going to focus on this for a while, or I appreciate the offer. I'm actually doing this. Using the voice to help us stay clear, help us do the actual work that we're here to do as individuals boundaries and the containers that we create from boundaries help us focus our work and what it is that we're here to offer in a way that is sustainable. And I love that theme of sustainability for this lunar cycle of Gemini and 
Sagittarius, you know, Sagittarius has focus, has a lot of long vision. So while we have this page of pentacles that allows us to be very curious and playful about our experiences in our bodies and our senses, ultimately it does support us in the long term. So these are the messages These are the energies that are rolling through this lunar cycle. To recap, we have the door, also known as the invitation for this lunar cycle, which is the page of pentacles with the seven of cups in reverse. We have the lock or the challenge that we're facing this lunar cycle, which is the chariot in reverse. And then we have the key or the next thing or the idea that's going to help us unlock that invitation and that is the three of cups with the hierophant so to really bring it all home what you have to share with the world is unique to you is special and is known through embodied truths care is not negotiable. It is devotional. It is part of the work of channeling. And it is the bedrock of the work that you offer the world. So when you start thinking about how caring so deeply for yourself and being so in your bodily experience and so in how you are and what it means to live as you are, then you start to reframe and recenter your offerings to the world, your artwork to the world. And the inspiration that flows from the body is endless. And you're going to hone your sensing, your knowing, your embodied truths. You're going to hone what it means to pick up on energy from the collective and from all sorts of spaces and other people and energies and all sorts of stuff, entities. And you're going to know a little bit more about yourself and what's your stuff to carry. And this is going to inform your ideas of success. It's going to inform your ideas of achievement. It's going to inform the way you approach planning your career and your longer term ideas around your artwork, particularly that chariot card in reverse. When do you engage? When do you not? When is it time for you to move? When is it not? It's going to give you a lot more clarity and that is going to help you for years and years to come. So this is a big reading here. Not all readings that come through this podcast are that long, but I think this one has a lot of miles on it. (laughs) A lot of miles. I know we go through lunar cycle to lunar cycle, but this one feels like it has a lot of miles for us. Can you accordingly give yourself a lot of space to explore these messages and themes? Can you give yourself plenty of time this lunar cycle and the next lunar cycle? Can you give yourself the next whole half of the year to say, hey, I'm deepening here. I'm getting really deep with what it means to be me and how I create and how I know something and how I live truth. I don't just 
receive it. I live it. I am truth. That is going to be really, really helpful in years to come. That's the message. I'm going to be putting up more of this on Patreon and on my Instagram page. On Patreon, I feel like there's some ways that I want to share with you all how I work with tarot spreads. And I'm going to be sharing a particular tarot spread around embodiment and how I would like to invite you into an embodied tarot reading practice. So I'm going to share that on Patreon with you all. And then on my Instagram, I'm going to share the cards and everything so you can really see them and sit with them and enjoy them. Feel free to comment down below what you thought of the reading, how you're feeling into it, what's coming through for you. I always love hearing that kind of stuff. And please give yourself plenty of space. As I said many times, and I'll say it again, check in with yourself, give yourself space, rest, nourish yourself in the ways that feel good. Be with beings who are always being. I mean, I think that's a large part of why so many of us love to be in wilderness spaces, love to interface as much as possible with creatures of wilderness spaces who call wilderness spaces their home because they are living and being as they are and that's enough. And it's a very deep reminder for many of us. Not that that's what their existence is here for, but it's a deep reminder for many of us that it is enough to just be us. How can we stay there? So that is the reading for this lunar cycle. I hope it supports you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful lunar cycle. I hope you feel cared for and sourced in the ways that feel good to you. And please stay in touch. I'll leave the links to the newsletter to the psychic tour of Brooklyn Botanical Garden. And I also will leave a link to my sound newsletter that's all about my work with sound and nature. So I'll leave all that down below and I hope you all take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.